Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Grow by Degree podcast. I am so glad you are here. Today, I want to talk about the emotional process of finding a job. If you are in a position where you're not looking for a job now or won't be anytime soon, don't go anywhere because what I'm going to share with you will impact any opportunity that you are looking for. Uh, And I'm going to give you some concrete tips that you can take home today that you can apply and start to improve your experience of looking for a job, um, especially on the emotional side. Looking for a job can be one of the most stressful things. And I think it's because there are kind of a couple things going on. The first thing is we have a lot of external factors. There's a lot of, a lot of outside things that are impacting your results. For example, someone else may determine whether or not you get the position that you apply for, or your opportunities might be impacted by location or the economy, or maybe even background and experience, or it may even be impacted by your opportunity to travel to that position or even, you know, family aspects. There's so many things that can impact the job seeking process and uh, the opportunities that you can find for yourself. And those external things can have their own impact on our, you know, our emotional journey. While what I'm about to share with you can actually help some of those external factors subside, I do want to recognize there are some things that are part of this process that are outside of our control. But something that we don't always acknowledge is that we also have an entire internal experience with finding a job. We have all sorts of thoughts and feelings and emotions and mindsets that can influence and impact our ability to be successful in the job hunt and Uh, and in the results that we get. And those are the things I want to address today because if we can manage those, you will feel a lot more control over that experience and you may even enjoy the journey while you're at it. The first thing I want to talk about is a scarcity mindset versus an abundant mindset. So the scarcity mindset tells us there are limited options for us to do. Scarcity tells us we have limited options or we are limited ourselves in what we are capable of doing. Something that I find kind of interesting is I actually think we are taught to be scarce about what we're capable of doing uh, at a very young age. For example, I remember being in high school and being very pressured or feeling very pressured to pick a specific career field. In high school, I was a theater kid. I loved doing theater, but I did not want that for a profession. And uh, and when I had to choose a major, when I had to choose a focus, I felt so much stress because I had no idea what I wanted to do. And high school Chelsea would have never predicted where I ended up and what I ended up doing. However, high school Chelsea was expected to predict that. (laughs) And so it made me feel very scarce about opportunities because I felt like whatever I chose, I would be stuck doing. In fact, I remember several presentations when colleges would come and present to us about the risk of changing majors and 
how much money that would end up costing you in the long run. So just a heavy focus on choosing your your future at a young age and and then also an emphasis on sticking to that that career path throughout your entire life which uh, for me was not realistic so I think we're kind of taught scarcity and if it's not in school it could be from you know friends and family members where they they see you a certain way and they tell you what you're capable of doing and maybe there are specific roles or professions that they really want to gear you towards doing um, out of what they think might be best for you. (laughs) And sometimes that can influence our mindset on what we're able or capable of doing. I think we ourselves lock us into scarcity with a limited mindset on what we are capable of doing as well. So... We find ourselves in scarcity often when it comes to professional opportunities or opportunities in general. One little tool that I've done myself and I have coached several students on doing does one amazing thing and that opens your mind to a more abundant approach to searching for a job. So let's say that you are a nurse and you went to school to be a nurse so you have a degree in nursing and you've worked as a nurse for years and now you know after the pandemic you're a little burnt out from that profession and you love being a nurse but you're also burnt out and you're ready to do something else this is where scarcity can kind of get a little loud because we might tell ourselves at this point There's no way I could do anything else. All of my work history is in nursing and and my educational background. That's what I know. That's what I'm good at. And I actually do like nursing, but I need something else. And we start to feel a little scarce about what we're capable of doing just based off of, you know, our past or based off of what we think that we know about ourselves. We may also even feel stuck in a career because we don't think that there are any other opportunities out there that check the boxes like nursing does. So this activity will help. I want you to get a piece of paper and I want you to write down not not professions but characteristics of a job that will help fulfill you. So, for example, if I'm in the situation where I've been a nurse all of my life and I'm looking to find a new opportunity, in order to open my brain up to a more abundant mindset, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take out a piece of paper and I'm going to write down characteristics of my job that fulfill me, that I want to continue having in my life. This might be helping people. This might be being able to move my body and and move around. This might be strategic planning. It might be customer service or even an, even further connecting with others. It might be decision making and problem solving. I'm going to write down characteristics of my job that I really enjoy that help me feel fulfilled in my life. And then I'm going to look at those characteristics And I'm going to try and come up with several job titles that would include that. For example, haircutting. 
<laughs> Haircutting would allow you to connect with people and uh, and be on your feet and um, and and provide excellent customer service. Haircutting could help you help people, uh, and it might be a new fun challenge that might be exciting for you, or you might be interested in becoming an activities director at an assisted living center where you're up on your feet all day planning activities. You are, uh, you're connecting with the elderly all day long. You're making a million friends. Like I've done, I've done a position in activities. It's so fun, right? And it, it may check all the boxes for you that you need in your life to, to feel fulfilled and it might just be that change of pace that you need. There are probably thousands of jobs out there that have little to nothing to do with nursing and a lot more to do with helping people and connecting with people and changing your environment and being on your feet and strategic planning and problem solving. You might just have another job out there that you never considered. But by focusing more on the characteristics of your role that you like, instead of a specific career path or job title, you may just open yourself up to so many more opportunities. And you know what's really cool about this approach is when you go and apply for this job and you get in that interview, you have examples and experience in problem solving and helping people and connecting with people. And you might be telling yourself that you may have no previous experience in a role like that, but you actually have tons of experience in the types of things that they are already looking for because you found them by using those characteristics that they're looking for and you are looking for. You have those things in common. This is such a fantastic way to open your mind to all sorts of different opportunities that could be at your disposal and uh, and oftentimes we lock ourselves into a certain career field because we feel scarce about the possibility of doing anything else. Moving to a more abundant mindset when it comes to searching for opportunities is going to give you way more opportunities to, to search through. It's going to broaden your horizons and allow you to think different and bigger. The process of looking for a job oftentimes demands a certain level of introspection and self-awareness, and this for a lot of people can be very stressful. I want you to imagine yourself sitting in an interview where they ask you to tell them about you or to talk about your strengths and your weaknesses. And in that moment, if you're the type of person that panics, it is only going to benefit you to really do the work of increasing your self-awareness uh, while you are looking for a job, especially. And truly knowing yourself uh, is going to help you. And not not just to help you, you know, interview well, but also to help you find a job that's going to work well for you. Sometimes I think we get in this rhythm of, um, I don't know if it's desperation or, or what it is, but um, when we go to interview, I think sometimes we forget that we're also checking to see if that opportunity is a good opportunity for us. I don't know what's worse, looking for a job 
or being hired into a job that's a terrible fit that you end up looking for a job anyway in the next, you know, three or four months because that wasn't a good fit for you. So that self-awareness, knowing what your strengths are, but also knowing what you need to see or experience in a job that's going to fulfill you, all of those things are going to help you find the right job. You can increase self-awareness by asking colleagues what your strengths and weaknesses are. Ask them to turn the mirror on you a little bit. Um, take, do mock interviews where you have opportunities to to explain that and, and also getting feedback on how you explain and present yourself. It can be so, so helpful. Um, sitting down and writing down what your strengths and weaknesses are and and really thinking about that, that does a couple of things. Because um, even if the, an interviewer never asks you about your strengths or weaknesses, you will have so many opportunities to talk about them. And you want to tell them what your strengths are. And self-awareness will also help you interview so well because then you also know what questions to ask. What are things that you need in a job in order for it to be the right fit for you? So you can ask them questions. Connecting with yourself during a time of looking for employment can be so helpful and can be your superpower. Because not only does it help you present yourself well, you start to build a relationship with yourself that is confident. When you can honestly connect with yourself without self-judgment, but a true genuine connection where you are genuinely connecting with yourself, not judging yourself, um, giving yourself grace, practicing self-love and acceptance, and, uh, and just knowing yourself better, is going to give you even more confidence in the process. Which really leads me to my next point. Sometimes when we're in a position where we don't know what's going to happen next, where, you know, the future feels uncertain, we may feel tempted to live in doubt. We may feel tempted to doubt ourselves and to lose trust in who we are and what we're capable of doing. And I have to tell you about my husband. I have to tell you about my husband because we went through a period where he he was driving a bus um for for work while he was going to school. He he got a position where he was driving a bus and then school was over. And he was still driving a bus. And then he spent the summer cleaning buses because that was our our job opportunity at the time. <laughs> and I know he hated that. But I've never seen a human being more trusting in himself than my husband while he's looking for a job. He was so trusting. I doubted the whole process, the whole time, and created a lot of misery for myself. But he trusted himself and he honestly and truly believed that he was going to find the right job. He honestly believed that. And that trust and belief in himself opened him up to so many different opportunities. And when he would interview and it wouldn't work out, 
He didn't let that stop him. He kept going. That trust in himself fueled the next thing, the next opportunity. And his experience in the previous interview helped him interview better in the next one. And there was a job that was waiting for my husband that he is really good at. And that job was sitting there and waiting for him and waiting for him to apply. (laughs) And he had to go through all the other rejections to get to the job that would that was the right job. And it uprooted our family. We moved to somewhere that we weren't familiar with. We experienced so many changes for him to find this position that helped him connect with himself even more. Him and his trust in himself and his ability to be his authentic self in the face of rejection, even if it meant that he didn't get a job because he was authentic. (laughs) And he showed up as himself and he just trusted himself anyway. Him doing that led him to the right opportunity. And he's not a unicorn. This can happen for all of us. In fact, this has happened for me. I know this is cliche, but no's often mean not yet. And while we can't feel it in the moment, (laughs) rejection is actually a step in the right direction. Being rejected from a position can propel you forward to the next opportunity. And if you pair that with the unwavering belief that there is an abundance of opportunities out there for you, The way in which you are going to show up in this journey of finding a job is with self-trust, self-belief, an abundant mindset. You are going to find jobs that you never would have even noticed had you not done the work to increase your self-awareness and to trust yourself and to see things bigger and better and brighter. And yes, rejection totally sucks. It feels awful. And it's okay to feel awful. It's okay to feel awful about an experience that didn't work out or an opportunity that never was. What is not okay is to let that awful feeling mean something about you. To let it mean something about what you're capable of doing. To let it mean something about your value or worth. When in reality, It's just one no. It's just one no. You know, I used to work in HR and we conducted a lot of interviews in my role. I I sat in a lot of interviews and there were so many reasons why people were not offered positions. I was really shocked at the time to see that a person was overqualified for a role so they weren't offered that position. That experience was so fascinating for me and has really helped bring perspective on the process of being rejected for an opportunity because most of the time we'll never know why we weren't accepted. And while our brains are going to tear apart every aspect of that interview and our brains are going to nitpick all the things that you may have done wrong or said wrong, at the end of the day, It could have been that you were overqualified. (laughs) At the end of the day, 
It could have been that they pulled the position or maybe they had an internal hire that actually they ended up promoting or there's so many, so many reasons why a person is not selected for an opportunity. And every single time, it has nothing to do with your value or worth. Every single time. It has nothing to do with your value or your worth. And everything to do with the functions of the job. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Girl by Degree podcast, and I will catch you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.